Welcome to the Destiny Church and Throne podcast. We pray this stirs you into a deeper relationship with Jesus and equips you to live a heaven on earth lifestyle daily. Enjoy. Every one of us to be satisfied in him. Okay. I felt very heavily at the beginning of service that what the Lord is wanting to rid us of is the me, 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 I, I, I anointing. And what I mean by that <clears throat> is that everything that we do with him, it's the I, 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 me, 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 this, that, right? Like it's pertaining to us. Like we know how that is. Let's be real with each other. I've been in that place several times. My wife has been in that place where it's like, you know, it's like what we want, what we want to do. And so, you know, God quickly changes things. But I feel like, like a lot of times in order for us to get breakthrough, we, we've got to get past that, right? We've got to get past of, of thinking that it's just all about us, right? Now, now hear me when I say this. To an extent, it is about you because Jesus died for you, okay? So, so when somebody says, like, it's not about you, I beg to differ. Uh, it is. And, and for God so loved the world, for God so loved you that he sent his son. And so, but I do understand the context of what they say and the fact that, like, it's not about our pride or our selfishness or us choosing the terms of discipleship. How many know that this walk would be a lot more easier if we got to pick and choose the terms of it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it would be so much easier if I was like, I don't want to do that, God, but I'll do that. I don't want to do that. You know, like, um, it's like, but, but that's just not the way it goes. Um, Jesus is pretty clear, and he's like, hey, if you want to save your life, you have to lose it. Yeah. And that's a big, big deal in the kingdom of God. That's a really, really big deal in the kingdom of God for us to get into a place where we lose our life so we can actually save our life, right? And if we're not satisfied in Christ and in Christ alone, it's very, very hard for us to lose our life, all right? It, th this is just, this is the reality of things because we want to do some things the way we want to do them, and the Bible is pretty specific when it talks about that, but, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like there's a hunger and a satisfaction that the Lord wants to put in his people that nothing else will do, like nothing else will do. Like, we, we begin to feel such resistance when we do things that are not of him. I don't know about you, but me and my wife, sometimes we can feel when there's major resistance, we're on the right path. I texted her Saturday before the event about some stuff that I was dealing with, some stuff that I was feeling. Thursday, I, was, I ran a fever out of nowhere, and the day before we were supposed to leave, and there was resistance, and so I was like, glory, hallelujah, like, Lord, you know. And, and it was an amazing time, and, and, and I feel like a lot of times when we feel resistance, if it's not a choice that we've made on our own, that we're on the right path. And, and I want to reveal to you something that the Lord has been showing me in this morning that he wanted me to share, um, all about being satisfied in him. I believe it's in John chapter 6. <clears throat> we were talking about this the other day, and the Lord highlighted this to me. And there's a, there's a group of people who are following Jesus. I think it's in John 6, the, the, the bread of life, David, right? John 6. Um, I could be wrong. I'm kind of out of there. But hold on for a second. Yeah. Here's my flat screen TV. All right, John 6. All right. So in John 6, yeah, 22 and on, there's a group of people that are following Jesus. And, uh, and he goes over to them, and he says something so profound to them. If you have your lightsabers, go to John 6, 22. Oh, Jesus, I saw somebody. Never mind. That's, never mind. I love my lightsaber. All right. Uh, John 6, 22. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the far shore saw that the disciples had taken the only boat. They realized Jesus had not gone with them. 
So they end up following him, and they found him on the other side of the lake, and they said, Rabbi, when did you get there? And Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous sign. He goes on to say, don't be so concerned about perishable things like food, but spend your energy, your time, your passion, seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me his seal of approval. He tells these people, look, I know why you're following me. You're following me because I fed you and gave you something you were desiring. Anybody ever been in that position where you serve God because you desperately need something, and then when you get it, you just forget his number? Nobody else in here? Let's be real. Let's be real. Like, like you're, you're believing for something, and you're like, God, 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 and then God gives it to you, and then you just forget about it. God, thank you for this job. I'll do everything. And then it's like you get the job, and you're like, hallelujah. See, Jesus understood that these people were following because he fed them. He satisfied a need in their life. And so he ends up rebuking them and said, look, I know why you're following me. Here's why you're following me. He said, but this day I'm not going to give you that thing that you're longing for. And then he goes to say, God the Father gave Moses bread that, that, never, that never perished, right? The manna from heaven. And they're like, yeah, 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 give us that bread. <laughs> give us that bread. Jesus is like, dude, you still don't get it. I'm not giving you that bread. I'm not giving you any substance that your natural man is desiring because I am the bread of life and me and me alone can only satisfy you. This is what he tells these people. This is why I think it's very difficult in church and it's very dangerous when we realize that people are only following us because we're feeding them natural substance and we just continue to feed them natural substance. We play into their emotions. We play into their, hey, it's okay to be a lazy Christian. God will work his way. God will work it out later. Like, like we give people passes for being lackadaisical and being satisfied in other lovers, right? Like in church culture, we set ourselves up to set the table for man and pleasing man. And so everything has to look good because we want to satisfy that natural man, hoping they'll come back through the door. Jesus understood this and rebuked him and said, I know why you're here. You're not here because of who I am. You're here because I gave you some food. We feed a lot of people, a lot of people on Mondays. We don't ever see one of them come on Sunday mornings, and that's okay. We're not saying, hey, here's a meal, come eat. That's not what I'm saying. But our desire is not to grow the ministry by giving them something to follow Jesus. Do you hear me? And a lot of times in our life, we will beat the gates of heaven because there's something that we desire. And when we get that thing that we desire, some odd reason, we keep following him. And when he doesn't meet that need, we fall away. But, but God, like that was something I really needed. Where are you at? Where are you at? He's a jealous God is what the scripture tells us. And he will shake you. He will shake you to make sure there is no other lover in your life. If you mean business with him, he'll shake it. And if you don't feel the shaking, chances are he's not king of your heart. Your heart may be hardened to the presence of Jesus. You can't remember the last time you encountered him in your bedroom alone. And he wants to bring us to a place to where if even if he doesn't satisfy the thing we're following him for, that we won't run away. He goes on in that passage of scripture to say that he's the bread of life. And when you eat of him, you never hunger again. He satisfies everything you've ever been looking for. 
Whether you've been in a position where you've been addicted to meth, alcohol, pornography, drugs, whatever it may be, money, jobs, notoriety, uh, 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 reputation, whatever it is that has been filling the hole that you think satisfies you outside of Jesus, a spouse, a family, he's going to shake that thing. He's going to shake it. And your heart will be put on display for the one that intimately knows us for the day that we pass into eternal life to be able to say, I know everything that was on your heart. Every piece, every moment, every idle thought. He's a good God. And the one thing that he's longing for in his people is to be satisfied with him. All I want is to be satisfied with him. And I'm still learning how to be satisfied in only him. I'm still learning that. We're still learning how to only be satisfied in King Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life, and whoever comes to me will never be hungry again, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Then the people began to murmur in disagreement because he had said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. And they said, isn't this Jesus, the son of Joseph? We know his father, we know his mother. How can he say, I came down from heaven? Another thing that's robbing God's people of being satisfied in him is that he has become common in our lives. We go to him after advice from someone else. We go to him after we vented about it on Facebook. He's become common to us. So we come on Sundays and we're like, yeah, we're just going to clap. We're going to get through it. Hallelujah, amen. We'll get out of here. And it's it, like the, the presence becomes common. I'm not saying that about anybody in here. I'm just saying as a whole, generally, the bride, it becomes common. This happens, happens a lot in marriages. That they, there, there is commonality that begins to happen. But you see, regardless of even if we view God as common, he never sees us as common. He always talks and addresses us like beloved children of God who were worth his son, that died, who was worth his son that came to the earth and died on the cross. Where he becomes common to us, those are those moments where we miss out being satisfied by him and him alone. I haven't lived a long life. I'm about to be 37 in January. Hallelujah. But I've learned one thing in my 36 years of life. I've never been satisfied the way I am after saying yes to King Jesus. I've tried a lot of things. We can pass this microphone around to each and every one of you who have tried a ton of things in life that did not get you any satisfaction. And in fact, some are actually reeling from the choices of the consequences that were made in that season. And just like there's consequences made in those seasons when you say yes to things that are not of God, guys, it's the exact same in the kingdom. You reap when you say yes to him. <laughs> so what I want to say is like, will you be satisfied in him even if he doesn't give you that thing that you are needing and longing for? Counsel a lot of men who, who, who battle loneliness and hurt because they want a wife. And that's perfectly fine, you know. But if I desire a wife over him, do you think God's like, yeah, you're ready for a wife? He's such a good God. He'll shake everything. We may say, God, you're God of everything. He'll say, let me shake that and put that to the test real quick. That's the kind of God that he is. He will not tempt you, but he will test you. 
Let me see if I really am the lover of your heart that you say that I am. Let me really see if I satisfy the way that you say that I satisfy. Why? Because in his judgment, he is just. He's just in his judgment. He's not like, crap, I forgot about that. I'm so sorry, that was a loophole. No, he's just in his judgments. And so, beloved, I just want to ask you that simple question. For whatever that you're contending for, going after, or just feeling lately like, man, like I've just felt so much resistance, and, and I just can't seem to like pick myself up off the ground. Look, there's still a next breath, all right? There's still a next breath. There's still hope found in Jesus. And for those that maybe feel like you're at a place where you're like, man, but I have been asking God for bread for years. I've been asking him for bread for years. And I have but yet to get that taste. I'm telling you, even if you don't get that substance full, he died on the cross for you. And so his sacrifice alone satisfies. Stand with me. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I love you guys. Oh, thank you all for just being amazing. Um, Orange Table tomorrow. Uh, the back to school outreach is in two weeks. Amen. Two weeks. If you want to supply anything, if you want to sow a seed, I think we're saying like 20 bucks covers everything. Um, you know, backpack with stuff in it. I don't know. Izzy, about how much backpacking supplies? Izzy hooked it up the other day. What do you think per backpack? Every backpack is like $100. All right, hallelujah. There you go. So that, because we, we want to do clear and mesh, just because that's the dominant backpack needed in our region, in our area. Um, we're going to have a few others, don't get me wrong. But, um, but if you want to sew to that, see Pastor Karen on that. Uh, even if you just have some pencils and folders, guys, like, you know, that's it. We're just, we're trusting God in this moment. But that's going to be um, August the 5th. <coughs> so if you want to partner with that in any way, again, see Pastor Karen. Um, and then uh, the women's journaling is coming up. Is that right? Yeah. Next Friday here at the church. Uh, Lily's going to be teaching that. And then every Monday at 10 a.m. we have intercession here. If, if you have a heart to intercede, to pray, to get around people who are just um, wanting God's heart prayed, not just like shotgun prayers, but like pinpoint what is on God's heart, um, Mondays at 10 a.m. Are, are those moments um, for that. Now, after um, the orange table we're praying, obviously we want to go back to having Sunday night fire sessions as we, as we had and just giving people an opportunity. If you work Monday at 10 it's, uh, we're going to have them Sunday evenings. I think it was like at 5, 5.30, something like that. Um, so we're going to give you an opportunity. If you want to pray, get in that place of intercession to pray for your city, the church, the people, and just see God move. Um, so, But anyway, we'll, we'll announce that later. Is there anything else, babe? Sunday. Oh, yeah, next Sunday, the, they're building the nursery kids a water park. Um, so uh, bring the babies a bathing suit and towels and things like that. And so, um, yeah, cause that sounds fun. Sunblock, sunblock things of that sort, and then hopefully the adults can play later, but anyway, um, but guys, I love you, let's just hold out our hands and begin to receive right now, oh, I'm so thankful for you, Jesus, I'm so thankful for you, Jesus, I just really quick want to share a quick testimony of something that happened last night, as we were at that men's conference, <clears throat> there was a man, I don't remember his name, who's an Asian man, and you can just tell the authority that was on his life. You ever just look at somebody and you know they know Jesus? Like they have that fragrance, you can just tell. Well, this guy, <coughs> he, um, he had that. He was just, I mean, he carried the heart of God. And um, after we got done, he prayed for me, and he told me something so profound. He said, Johnny, he said, the teaching that you taught on intimacy and on being a bride and, on, and being a lover, 
He said, this is actually end-time theology that's going to spread all across the world. I was wrecked. He said, this is going to be theology that is not just a sermon, but it's going to be a teaching. It's going to be theology taught to the body of Christ all over the world. And then he shares, and he says that he had an encounter with the Lord about a week ago, and he asked the Lord, a few, the Lord asked him, do you know what I want? And he said, well, you want me to love you with everything I have and love my neighbor as myself? He said, yes, that's good, but that's not what I want. He said, well, you want worship? You want me to worship you? He said, yes, that's good, but that's not what I want. And he said, well, Lord, what do you want? He said, I want intimacy, and I want fellowship. And it was a beautiful, beautiful moment. And guys, I'm telling you, when we're walking closely with Jesus, that intimacy and that fellowship will keep us full, and it will keep us satisfied. No other lover will ever have a chance to take our gaze away because we will be full and we will be satisfied. Friday night, we ate at an Asian buffet. Haven't eaten at an Asian buffet in forever. Bro, let me tell you something. After we got done eating, I didn't even want to smell food. I didn't want to see. I didn't want to, like, I, I was like, no, no, no. I was so full that nothing else would have done. Like, it was, it was over. I didn't want to smell food. I didn't want to look at food. There wasn't even room for jello, man. Like, no, it was like, I don't want any piece. I don't want any part of it. Why? Because I was so full. And this is where the Lord wants to bring us into a place where he only satisfies. So as we, as we put our hands out, Father, we receive a fresh impartation of being satisfied by you. And what we release right now, God, is we release any areas where we have not been satisfied or maybe we've been wanting things that haven't come to pass or we've been me, 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 I, I, I-ing until the cows came home. Lord, we just prophesy over our lives now that nothing else will satisfy but you. We don't want to follow you just because you feed us. We want to follow you because you are the bread of life and you and you alone satisfy. So God, every other idol, every other satisfaction in our life, we give you permission. Now this is up to you, not, not up to just me saying this, but we give you permission. I give you permission to shake my heart, to shake my life in any areas, God, where there is something that, that, is, that is over you, that, that is, there, there is anything that's taking the place of you or even coming in a close second, God. I just prophesy now over our lives that you and you alone will satisfy. So we receive a fresh impartation of you being the one that satisfies. Come on, just say, Jesus, you satisfy. Jesus, you satisfy. You satisfy. I want to hunger for you and you alone. Thank you, Lord. We just pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, hug somebody's neck. Tell them they're amazing. Um, we thank you all for coming and being here. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow for Feeding Monday.